Welcome to the Watering Hole Football Podcast. Alrighty, welcome in. I am Dylan Lund. And I am Colton Sorensen. And this is the Watering Hole Football Podcast. Uh, today we got a couple fun things to talk about. Um, our big story, our, our, our big thing today is we're going to go through a quarterback tier list. Uh, we made our own tier list and we are going to talk about it. And mostly I want to have this conversation just because of how certain quarterbacks have either skewed the judgment and the perception of everybody else around the league. And I kind of want to talk about just like the conversations around how people look at either their starting quarterback or quarterbacks in general. So I think that'll be kind of interesting. Um, But first, what we're going to do is we're going to go through and talk about the uh, NFL honors. Uh, The nominations for all of the awards came out today. Yep. So I think that'll be a good place to start. But first, let's just get the top of the the deal. Uh, the Chiefs are moving on oh, yeah. to Game, the championship game. Games were played this weekend. After they beat the Jaguars. Um, you have the Bengals also moving on to the championship game because they beat the Bills. And in the NFC, you have the 49ers going because they... Uh, They're not them boys. They, they did they did unfortunately beat the Cowboys, so you're going to have to hear about the Cowboys' woes for a little bit longer. And then the Eagles are moving on because they absolutely demolished the Giants. Yeah, so the Giants, um, welcome to the 38-7 to Club. Uh, we do have a support group. Um, we meet normally about once a year. Usually, um, as Vikings fans, we met on Championship Weekend. Um, for you guys new to this, uh, support group, we will open up that window for the divisional round as well. So every year, you know, somewhere between like the divisional round and the championship round, the, uh, 38 to seven support support group will, will meet if you would like to come. Yep. We will have donuts and coffee and, uh, yeah, so it's a good time. It's a good time. Relive the old memories. So, but yeah, on to the NFL honors stuff. So the nominations uh, for the most valuable player, we have quarterback for the Bills, Josh Allen, quarterback for the Bengals, Joe Burrow, quarterback for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, uh, Vikings wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, and quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Do you feel like all of those are fine? I don't have any huge problems with it um i think the one that probably doesn't fit the most is maybe josh allen i feel like his play has been a little bit inconsistent this year yeah had some big turnovers and some big spots this is not a playoff award by the way so try to take that out of context there um i I just think he's been a little streaky but you could also say the same thing about justin jefferson he's been streaky and the losses he has not performed um Jalen Hurts has clearly been a huge part of the Eagles this year. Joe Burrow has obviously been incredible, but I think it's it's Patrick Mahomes' award to lose. He has been far and away statistically the best quarterback, and I think he has probably been the most valuable person on his team by quite a ways. Yeah, and... So the way that these nominations work is like all of the people have already voted. Yes. And so then what happens is uh, it used to be a top three, I think, for MVP. But now it's a top five for your finalists. And that means that everybody in these in these finalists have gotten votes for uh, their respective awards, which means Justin Jefferson at least got a vote for MVP. So I think that's neat. Yeah. Um, I think if you take everything into account, he should be second, but I don't think it'll finish that way. I think it's pretty clearly going to be Patrick Mahomes one, 
Probably Burrow. Burrow two. Maybe Hurts. Hurts three. And then probably Josh Allen ahead yeah. of Justin Jefferson as well. Just because it is a quarterback award, and I think that's the way that the votes will probably go as well. But congrats, huge congratulations to just Justin Jefferson for being in the conversation at all. Right. So uh, moving on to the defensive player of the year. Uh, nominations are 49ers defensive end Nick Bosa, Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones, and Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons. I don't have any huge problems with this list. Um, another one that I would maybe throw in, it is a little weird to see only three on this list compared to five on most of the other ones. Um, Dexter Lawrence, I think, deserves a lot of credit for what he's done this year. Um, he's not on this list. I don't think he would have won it, in my opinion, but I think it would have been cool to see him get the recognition. But I, I think it's Nick Bosa's award to lose. I think he's yep. kind of been clearing away the best edge rusher this year. Micah Parsons was for a while. Kind of fizzled out down the stretch, and I think that's going to be a big thing there. And Chris Jones, just a monster from the inside, but just doesn't have... He doesn't the, have the counting stats. Yeah, just doesn't have the true stats to really compete here. Uh, offensive player of the year. Uh, Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill, Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts, Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson, and Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Um, so if I'm honest, I feel like whoever I feel like the MVP, since it will always be a quarterback, that's just how it is. I feel like quarterbacks shouldn't be allowed to be nominated for offensive player of the year but at the same time like you have a guy like Jalen Hurts who had the season that he did yep I I don't know the whole thing is just kind of weird and I like I guess I'm fine with it in the end like it makes sense but I feel like Patrick Mahomes probably shouldn't be on that list I don't think he will win this one as well I think I hope this he is probably going to be a Justin Jefferson award I I think this I is where so. the recognition comes in uh, Jalen Hurts, I could see, yeah, but just just kind of giving him credit for being the top team in the NFL this year and yeah. being the quarterback of that team. Tyreek is a great option; like he wasn't far behind Jefferson, but he was behind Jefferson. So if you're going to give it to a wide receiver, I don't know how you couldn't give it to him. It's got to be Jefferson. Yeah. So. Uh, offensive rookie. Here's where I have a few problems. So, 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy. Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker, the third, and Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson. Now, I don't feel like, I don't care how well he played. I don't care that he's led his team to, you know, X amount of wins in a row. I don't think Brock Purdy should be eligible. Well, this is a regular season award. Yep. So he has won four games. In the regular season. Correct. You cannot take anything else into account. If you were voting, that should be how it is. But I don't think it... I, I clearly think it's not how it is because based on this voting... Right. Um, I, In my opinion, it's Garrett Wilson pretty easily. I think Olave, in my opinion, might yeah. be second. <clears throat> yeah, I think Olave should actually be there instead of Brock Purdy. Kenneth Walker he had a good season. I don't I don't hate it. He was the best running back on his team that made it to the playoffs when they weren't supposed to. But if Brock Purdy wins this award, I think it it really shows the problematic voting that's going on. Yeah. And I, I would hate that for the NFL because this is a regular season award and Brock Purdy only played in four regular season games. Well, and the other thing too is like um when you are putting together like a hall of fame and I, I'm not saying like Brock Purdy is going to be a hall of fame or whatever, like, or, you know, whoever else is on this list is going to be a hall of Famer. But when you're putting together hall of fame resumes, awards matter, all pros matter, you know, Absolutely. offensive, defensive players of the year, rookies of the year, stuff like that, that matters. Yeah. So giving it to a guy who played four games, that just seems like it, it carries more weight. I think than people, realize right 
and I don't know. It just I don't like I don't like Purdy being there. That to me hurts the integrity of the game a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, defense player of the year, uh, defensive rookie of the year. Sorry, uh, Jets corner Sauce Gardner, Lions defensive end Aiden Hutchinson, and Seahawks corner Tariq Woolen. So this one, in my opinion, this is very clear cut because I am not a just look at the stats guy. Um, if you're just looking at the stats, I think it's between Tariq Woolen and Aiden Hutchinson. But then you're missing out on a guy who has truly been, in every sense of the word, the best rookie we've had in possibly multiple years. Sauce Gardner has been absolutely dominant at probably the second hardest position in football. Number one, obviously quarterback. You're leading your team. You're doing a whole lot. I think cornerback is easily the second hardest position in the NFL. And he has been top two corner this year, and he might not be two. Didn't he make an all-pro? I think so. Just give me a couple seconds to check. I, I believe he was the all-pro, like the second behind. It was him and uh, Pat Sertan, I do believe. Um, if you're looking at stats, yes, Aiden Hutchinson had more interceptions than Sauce Gardner. Tariq Woolen had the most interceptions in the league. I think he was tied for the most by the end. Those are both incredible seasons. But Sauce Gardner being top two at his position just, in my opinion, puts him so far and away in this race that it it should not matter who's put up against him. Yeah, he he was first team all pro. Yeah, that like, as a rookie, you don't that doesn't happen as a cornerback. That happens with other positions where if you're an edge rusher, you can have pure dominant abilities. Micah Parsons, you can be a Micah Parsons and dominate in your first year. The things you don't see happen is a cornerback come in and not allow a single touchdown. He did not allow a single reception for more than 38 yards. He did not allow more than 68 yards in a single game this year. That is pure dominance as a rookie. That does not happen. We have not seen these numbers since Revis Island. Like, Darrell Revis was the last guy putting up numbers like this, and it is much more of a passing league right now in the NFL. It is ridiculous. And he also has, like... 27 pass breakups, which is like four or five more than the next uh, closest player, which means that he's doing all this, not allowing yards, not allowing touchdowns while getting targeted. Darrell Revis was doing this because he was not targeted more than five to 10 times per game. It, It is a completely different thing that's happening with Sauce Gardner. And I am absolutely terrified for the rest of his career to see what he can do, because this is absolutely incredible. And if he does not win this award, I don't know what we're doing. I absolutely not. It's ridiculous. If he doesn't win the award, then basically fuck this award or yeah. the the awards as a whole, and the the voting is just bad. It's just stats, then. Yeah, and that's not what the NFL is. And it's Aiden not Hutchinson, a stats league. Aiden Hutchinson has good stats. Yes, for, for a rookie edge rusher, he has good stats. He has more picks than Sauce Gardner. He does. Great. I don't care. Sauce Gardner was so dominant this year. I'm sorry for the rant. I'm clearly very passionate about this. Well, I mean, he was your bold prediction. He'd be a top, well, you said top three? Yeah, I was, damn, I was right. Fuck, like, top two ain't two. I thought that was extremely bold coming in. Oh, yeah. He, Sauce Gardner, going back to his high school career, tell me how many touchdowns he has allowed in his, from high school, college, to the pros now. Is it is it zero? It is zero. Do you know how many 100-yard games he has allowed from high school to his pro career now? Is it zero? It is three. He has played, like, was it 48 games in high school, allowed one 100-yard receiving day. On that day, the receiver had an 89-yard reception. In college, he allowed one 100-yard receiving day. On that day, he slipped on a play and allowed a 65-yard touchdown. Kind of. 
because he wasn't even technically in coverage. Like they, they accredited him for yards against because he was technically on that side of the field, but it is not a touchdown against him. In the pros, he has allowed 100-yard receiving day, and it was Justin Jefferson. Was he covering Justin Jefferson every day, that, every time that game? No, he was not. It was a lot of it. A lot of it, but, like, come on. What are, what are we doing? All right, moving on. Uh, comeback player of the year. This, this, to me, this one is might be the most... This one should be the easiest. So we got Saquon Barkley, Giants running back. Christian McCaffrey, 49ers running back. And Geno Smith, Seahawks quarterback. It's Geno Smith. And if it's not Geno Smith, then again, what are we doing? I was a little nervous where you're going with that because you said it was real easy. And I know Saquon is your boy. Oh, I love Saquon. I wasn't sure where you were going with that. In my opinion, it's absolutely Geno Smith. Geno Smith played top five football for like... 80% 80% of the year. Yeah. He was second in yards for like the first eight weeks. That is, that's crazy for a guy that we thought Drew Locke might be the starter this year. Right. And like he didn't, he, Geno Smith hadn't gotten like a starting job and I think it was like seven years. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been a starter in seven years and he comes in and just tears up the league. Like I said, for about 80% of it. Kind of tailed off towards the end, but like, he, he's winning this. This is clear cut. Yep. Uh, coach of the year. I think this one gets a little more interesting. You got Brian Dayball of the Giants, Sean McDermott of the Bills, Doug Peterson of the Jags, Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers, and Nick Sirianni of the Eagles. In my opinion, it's not real close. I think it's the Jaguars. You take the team that was last in pretty much everything last year to winning football and you won a playoff game like i know it's a regular season award but you got your team to the playoffs from a disaster dumpster fire last year that to me is impressive and you could say though trevor lawrence is playing very well you could say that dayball deserves it because he did that same thing with a much worse roster i don't know if it's worse I think the defense is better. Name a starting wide receiver on the Giants. <laughs> yeah. yeah. R- Richie James. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I, I didn't want to count him because he wasn't a starter most of the year. Right. But Richie James. Um, Name a starting wide receiver on the Jaguars. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. Another? Uh, <laughs> exactly. But they have... They Mar- have... Marvin Jones. Sorry. Oh, Marvin Jones. Yeah, him too. He's good. Um, But my point is the roster of the Giants is... I would say it's objectively worse than the Jags roster. Sure. But I... To me, the, Gi- the Giants weren't as bad last year as the Jags were. That's fair. So well, that's, that's my argument. Going from literally the worst ever like the worst situation ever with urban Meyer like obviously compared to the year before it's gonna look better I mean the Giants had Joe Judge last year sure but that wasn't the dumpster fire that urban Meyer was I don't think Joe Judge kicked any of his players I don't think he did he made him run oh yeah they didn't didn't like like that that. (laughs) but yeah in my opinion, it's uh, Doug Peterson. I would assume your pick is Dayball. I I was more saying like you can make the argument like so. Who's your pick? Um, I would probably, I would probably pick between Doug Peterson or Kyle Shanahan. Just because Shanahan had to deal with a quarterback carousel the whole year, and now he's. Running out a seventh-round rookie? In a quarterback-proof offense. I mean... We all knew that. They're on, like, an 11-game win streak right now. I don't, yeah, I don't disagree. Um, 
But all, all I was saying is that the, the arguments that you're making for Doug Peterson, you could probably make the same arguments for Dayball, and I think overall Dayball's roster is worse. I still think it's Doug Peterson. That's fine. Uh, and then finally, the assistant coach of the year, we got Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, 49ers defensive coordinator Demico Ryans, and Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen. It's Ben Johnson. It's got to be. He took the Lions offense, and in my opinion, they made the playoffs. Come on. They probably should have, yeah. Like, I know the Seahawks technically made it, but they wouldn't have made it there if the Lions didn't win against the Packers. So the Lions actually made the playoffs. The Seahawks were the team that played in the game. That's my only argument. Yeah. Um, all right. So I think now we're going to move on to our quarterback tier list. All right. Hold on. Let's hear that transition one more time. That's just, that's just gold. I love that. Okay. So... Um, I wanted to make this tier list because over the past week or so, probably two weeks, so playoff time, people get real in their feelings and they get real emotional about their team and their team's players and other teams and other teams' players. And I just kind of wanted to have a conversation about how people talk about quarterbacks specifically and how essentially guys like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and these guys that are literal freaks of nature when it comes to like throwing and running and all this stuff put together, how they have skewed the way that everybody perceives the quarterback position. By a lot. By a lot. Yeah. It's not close. Like, if you think of 15 years ago, I mean, that's a long time. You could even think 10 years ago. But if you think 15 years ago, you're talking about guys like Peyton Manning, who are just starting out. It's like, they're in the prime of their career. You have Brett Favre. You have Tom Brady. Like, these are your quarterbacks that you're putting everything on. They don't move. They don't extend plays from the pocket. They manage the game from the pocket so much better than any other quarterback in the league. If you take Peyton Manning and put him on, say, the Bills this year, and they go, they make it to the playoffs, and they lose a playoff game, you're talking about possibly cutting Peyton Manning because he does not extend plays outside the pocket. He does not run as fast as Patrick Mahomes. He does not have Lamar-esque running ability. You're, you're saying that's what people would be saying now. Correct. Okay. That, like, he's just not good enough at extending the plays. That is a Hall of Fame quarterback you're talking about. And it's all because of Patrick Mahomes and guys like him that have the abilities and and they force you to want that. Right. And it's shit that we've never seen before. Correct. Like literally ever. So we are going to uh we're going to put this tier list on or with the show when we post it to Facebook so you can see, you know, have the visual of it. Um so we're going to start off with uh the S plus tier. And that is just Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He's in a tier of his own. Like and- I don't I don't care how everybody perceives everybody else. I don't care that Josh Allen is really good. I don't care that Joe Burrow is out of his mind. I don't care that Justin Herbert can do all of the things physically that Patrick Mahomes can do. Patrick Mahomes is just that fucking good. Yeah. And I feel like Patrick Mahomes has ruined, for one, ruined quarterback evaluation, and two, ruined the way that fans look at their own team if they are not a fan of the Chiefs. Yeah. So, like, for instance, let's look at this. In the draft a couple years ago, there's a few players. One of them was 
ultra-athletic, came from a small school, but he's big, had a big arm, super-athletic, very raw. He was drafted third overall because Josh Allen. He could be Josh Allen. This is Trey Lance now. Yeah. Trey Lance injured. Could have been a starter this year. Was not looking great. Then you have your first overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. Feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. Same type of thing. But Trevor Lawrence had the the whole resume to go along with it. Yeah. He, and that's he kind showed, of the difference there. He showed more, I think, in college. Correct. Uh, well, obviously more than Trey Lance because Trey Lance played like four games. Right. Then you had, this is this is where I'm getting into it. At the second overall pick was Zach Wilson. And he was picked there, and I've talked about this before on our show. He was picked there because the highlight reel made him look like Patrick Mahomes. But I said, as we were scouting him, you cannot compare him to Patrick Mahomes. I, I said it over and over and over again. But what did everybody do? They compared him to Patrick Mahomes. Because you see the glimpse of Patrick Mahomes and you think to yourself, I could have Patrick Mahomes if I draft this guy. There is only one Patrick Mahomes. Do not keep drafting people to try to be Patrick Mahomes. Because what happens? You turn out with Zach Wilson. Who, if we're looking at our tier list, he also has a tier of his own. A little bit of bias. Because I'm... I. Do not care for the guy. He is in... So we have our tier list. Let's lay out what the tiers are quick. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. We have S+. Plus, which is just Patrick Mahomes. Correct. Then we have S, which only has four four quarterbacks in S. Correct. Then we have A, B, and C. And honestly, I feel like most quarterbacks are going to fall into the A or B categories. Yeah. And I don't think there's a starting quarterback in the league that's worse than like a C-tier player because that's just not how it works. You're not going to be a starting quarterback if you're worse than like a C-tier. Correct. And then we have Zach Wilson in his own category that's just bad. It's it's labeled bad because that is the case. Because everybody thought I could have Patrick Mahomes. You cannot have Patrick Mahomes. Why? The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. You cannot also have Patrick Mahomes. Any quarterback that you draft thinking that you are getting Patrick Mahomes, guess what? It is not Patrick Mahomes. Why? Because the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Okay. So, that, sorry, my uh, rant is over. We can move on now. Uh, one last thing about him that I will say. Yeah, it's it's annoying to hear all the the announcers call games with Patrick Mahomes and they just, Oh, they gush over him. They fawn over him. Like it, like he is, you know, the next coming of Jesus Christ or whatever. And I understand that it's annoying. And I also agree, but also it's kind of justified. Yeah. So I I think that's kind of where we're at with Mahomes. I think at this point he's almost getting like the LeBron treatment where it's just, You know, everybody just knows how good he is. So it's just like, all right, yeah, we've heard this before. Like, you don't got to keep doing it. Like, I get get that. But just know that he is that good. He is that... He is that one of one. Like, Mm -hmm. there was never anybody like him. There's going to be never anybody else like him in the future. Correct. He is (coughs) in his, what, fifth or sixth year? Fifth? I think so, yeah. He is already, and I don't know if it's close, already he has put himself at the most talented quarterback to ever play in the NFL. Yep. And he, he's in a, again, you've put all the quarterbacks in NFL history in this. He's by himself up top. Yep. So deal with it that's that's how you're going to talk about him because he's that good yeah so we'll have to we'll we'll absolutely have to deal with the you know the overwhelming praise and you know admiration for patrick mahomes for the next 10 to 15 years but again hopefully more it's 
It's justified. It's it's who he is. So uh, moving on to our S tier. Uh, and we do kind of have these in order where yeah. we would rank them within the tiers. Together. So like there's going to be small differences here and there, but we came together and put them together. So these are yeah. a culmination of both of our rankings. But I think for the most part, we have the same rankings. Yeah. Um, so in our S tier, we have Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Lamar Jackson. Yes. The odd man out here is Lamar. And the reason he's in S tier and not at the top of A tier is because of his elite, elite traits at running the football. Yep. Um, Joe Burrow is just, I don't know. He's just, he's just, so I feel like the guys, so here's the way that I see it. The guys in the S tier just have like a certain kind of it factor Mm -hmm. that separates them from the A tier. The A tier are good players. Yeah. But the guys in the S tier, like Burrow, he's just... He's the most unflappable person I've ever seen in my life. So I have not shared this with you yet, but Joe Burrow sees himself as the world sees Chuck Norris. He is truly that guy that would make jokes about himself saying, I learned to read from a book. When I was born... (laughs) I drove my mom home from the hospital. Like that is the way that Joe Burrow sees himself and it's working. It works and it works so well. And on top of that, he's very, very good at football. Yeah. Very good. He is a more classic quarterback, like NFL quarterback. And he is proof that that still works. You can have a regular quarterback, a human, if you will, play the quarterback position, and it can work. He, in my opinion, is pretty much right where Aaron Rodgers has w- been his, I was most just, of his career. I was just about to say, like he, he's kind of just like a young Aaron Rodgers, where Aaron Rodgers is not a running quarterback. You don't see him as like a runner, but he's always had just enough mobility and incredible pocket presence mm-hmm. to understand when to get outside the pocket, the ability to get outside the pocket, and still make incredible throws on the run, on the move, all that stuff. Yep. So that's why Joe Burrow's there. And then Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, they are physical cyborgs. Yeah, cut from the same cloth. Like, they they are basically the same people, except for Josh Allen is a little, a little more on the wild side. Yep. And Justin Herbert, whether it's, uh, you know, his the offense that he's in, or if it's kind of ingrained into him to be more safe with the ball, he is more safe with the ball. Yep. However, Herbert can make every single throw that Josh Allen can make. Mm-hmm. So Josh is a little more athletic, though. I think that's kind of where he separates himself just yep. a touch. Yep. And we do have Josh Allen just ahead of Herbert. So yep. I, I feel like that's probably the right placement. Yep. Um, In my opinion... Uh, Josh Allen and Justin Herbert are if Daniel Jones took steroids. Okay. Because Daniel Jones kind of does all the same stuff, but Josh Allen and Justin Herbert just, they take that ability and bring it to another level. So they they are achievable from a prospect perspective, in yeah. my opinion. Maybe not to their level on regular occasions, but you can get what they do in a prospect. You cannot get what Patrick Mahomes does in a prospect. That's kind of the difference and why Patrick Mahomes is all by himself. And and I feel like we are going to kind of come back to you know that that kind of conversation pretty much every single time. It's just like everybody wants Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Yeah. But if you don't have Patrick Mahomes, that's fine. It is fine. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Joe Burrow is not Patrick Mahomes. But guess what? 
I'm picking Joe Burrow to win the whole damn thing this exactly. year. Exactly. Joe Burrow probably, could probably win the Super Bowl this year. Why? Because Joe Burrow is also an NFL quarterback. And what do NFL quarterbacks do? Play football. They play football really well. And as long as you can play football, you can be, you can win a Super Bowl. You It just has to be your year. You do not have to be Patrick Mahomes. Because how many years, how many Super Bowls does Patrick Mahomes have? Is it one? Right. It's not all of them. Not it's not all of them since he's been in the league. So why are we trying to only get Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Okay, so moving on to our A tier. So and again, this is kind of in order. Yep. So at the top of A tier, we got Trevor Lawrence. This Harry- is this is ranking him a little high in some people's opinion, I feel Probably. Like. But the talent he has shown and the growth this year. I think is kind of catapulted up to him to being at this point. Yeah. I think he takes another jump next year and he put, <clears throat> you put him in the S tier. Yeah. That's the way that I feel about Trevor. I agree. So, so, uh, after Trevor, it's Aaron Rodgers, Jalen hurts, Tua, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Kirk cousins, and Dak Prescott. Now here's where, I feel like a lot of Vikings fans are going to like start to get all upset and whatever because Kirk Cousins is terrible and blah, blah, blah. Why are you putting him that high? But if you really look at the landscape, I don't think you can take any of the guys below him and really make a case that they are better. You know what I mean? Like, So all of these guys in the A tier, they are high-end starting quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. And the guys, like I said, with with A-tier and S-tier, the A's just don't quite have that kind of it thing to catapult them into the S-tier. And also with the A-tier and the B-tier, there's not a huge gap between them, but there is like kind of a gap. Correct. So if you have a quarterback that is in the A-tier... You're fine. You're still fine. Like, it it blows my mind how people... And recency bias is a big thing. They they yes. take the last thing that they saw. They, take, they see Kirk Cousins throw a three-yard out route to TJ Hawkinson to end the season. And they think, this guy's fucking trash. It's Get over. A, Get him off my team. Yeah. I don't want him here anymore. He's bad. Take the hit. Take the $42 million cap hit that you're going to take. Just get him off our team. Yeah. it. So Don't do that. It's very frustrating. Yes. So I think we can go through individually real quickly. Yep. Um, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. Um, he had a down year this year, but he can still make all the throws. He's a little less mobile than he used to be. A lot of people are probably wanting him lower. I don't know if a lot of people are arguing for him to be higher at this point, but he did just win back-to-back MVPs, not last year, but the year before and the year before that. Yeah. He still belongs here. Uh, Next, we have Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts was an MVP kind of guy this year. Yeah. He he, He proved to everybody that he could throw it, and we all knew that he could run it. Yeah. He is a good quarterback. It. If he has another year similar to this, I feel like he is quite easily in the S tier. Yeah. It's just this is the one good year so far. So A tier is your limit, but you're at the top end of A tier. Yep. Uh, Next we have Tua, and I think this is where we're probably going to lose a lot of people. Yep. But I feel like Tua is, to me, he is one of the best quick decision distributors of the ball that we've probably ever seen. He is so good at making the very, very quick reads. And it, it just plays really, really well with the offense that they want to play in Miami. Mm-hmm. And it pairs really well with Mike McDaniel and the playmakers they have with Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Like his skill set fits exactly perfect with what they want him to do. Yeah. And you're, you're seeing that when you put the guy, when you put a guy in the right situation, the kind of production you can have. Yeah. I think 
So a lot of people are going to want him lower. In my opinion, I could almost argue for him to be an S tier because the thing that the players in the S tier have are at least one unique quality that is elite. Tua is elite in decision-making, ball placement on quick routes, and just how to run an offense on the quick routes. Like, he is absolutely elite in that category. As long as he's not concussed. Correct. (laughs) And I, I don't think, even if he was healthy all year, I don't think I would be putting him in S tier, but I I don't think he's that far off. Like, I think if he has a couple years where he's healthy and can compete and get into a rhythm, I feel like he is a solid player for his entire career, and I don't think he's seen as that. I don't know how... I think he's a lot farther away from S tier for me, but I can understand that. Like, I, I can see where you're coming from. It's it's that elite talent. Like, he has something that makes him different than any, any other quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, next with Stafford. Um, when healthy, he's a gunslinger. Yeah. he He's kind of similar to like a Rodgers and I mean. I think he's the closest to Josh Allen in the NFL. Probably. Not, not based on talent, but based on like he's going to air it out. Whether that be a touchdown or an interception, he's going for it. I mean, I, he does have the talent. And I will, I will say that. So, like, Josh Allen is, like, the elite YOLO guy. Yep. And Matt Stafford is, like, just below elite YOLO guy. Yeah, he's your great YOLO guy. Yeah. He's the guy that you call on a regular weekend. Like, your Saturday, Sunday, he's the, he's the type of guy that you call to have a good time. Josh Allen's the guy that you call for a week trip. Like, you're going to a week at the lake, you call Josh Allen because you want to make it big. You going for a weekend? You call you call Matt Stafford. He's gonna do just fine. Uh, next we got Brady. Brady still got it. Um, a little bit down this year, but also not really. Like he's still playing really good football. Although the I, only problem is that offense was not good. Yeah, I will say we did just like he did. You know, he did quarterback probably one of the most disgusting offenses I've ever seen. It was bad. Pretty I, much all year. I don't know if it was his fault. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's the, him. The play calling was real bad. Like everything was bad. I'd like to see him with another offensive coordinator next year, or not, or just call it there. Yeah, I, I still, I still think he can play if he wants to. Yeah, I think so too. Now with Kirk and Dak, I wouldn't be mad if we flip flopped them. You know, these. I feel like Dak is. So, Dak is essentially the person that the media tells you that Kirk Cousins is. Yep. Um, like, both of them, and obviously we're getting into, like, the A tiers and the B tiers and, like, the bottom of A tier. Like, they're, these guys obviously have shortcomings, right? Yeah. Kirk can't really move. We fucking know that. It's not a mobility issue. We've, we've figured this out. Uh, it's not a mobility issue. It's a a lack of understanding when to move. And he is also the slowest human being from a stop. Yeah. yeah, From from stop to, to go. It's, it's rough acceleration. Like if you're playing Madden, his acceleration should be as close to zero as you can get with his speed being, it's decent. Yeah. It's fine. Hey, we watched him outrun that guy at the, against the, the, the Cardinals. Yeah. Like he's not slow. He just can't get moving. That, that's what he is. Yeah. Um, and with Dak, he... So Dak is a good quarterback. Yeah. In a lot of the same ways that Kirk is a good quarterback. Yeah. It's just, I do feel like a lot of the time they both kind of... They both kind of lose it in big moments just a bit. Yeah. And with Kirk specifically, I don't know if I've... I've probably said this a bunch of times before, but like Kirk is the, he is the, the, the quarterback that makes the technically right decision every single play. It does like, he doesn't care about the context of the play or what's happening. He will get to the right spot. 
Yeah. You know, he'll go from one to two to three to check down. And he, that's how he plays. He is going to play the way it's written in the playbook. Exactly. And that's where his shortcomings are. He won't He won't kind of go, okay, one to two. Okay, I got to move a little bit. And one will come back open and, you know, make a play downfield. He doesn't do that part of it. So that's why he's kind of down the list a bit. And I feel like Dak is similar. But kind of in a different way, though. Um, I don't disagree. But yeah, I, I I feel like if you have a guy that's in the A tier or above, like you're still, you're fine. You are absolutely fine. There should be no conversation about moving on unless it's like there's a real plan and the money makes sense. Or like the Tua injury situation. <coughs> like the people saying Brady to Miami. If Tua's healthy, I don't know why you're doing that. If Tua's not healthy, okay, I get it. That's that's when you have the conversation. Yeah. Or Kirk, move on from Kirk in 2 years when the contract isn't an absolute disaster and you don't put yourself in a bad spot by signing him long term. That's understandable. Right, but you can't just move on this year because you don't like him. Correct. Like it's just dumb. Uh, all right, so we'll get to the B tier. I think we'll go through these a bit quicker. So uh, from the top of the B tier, we got Justin Fields, Kyler Murray, uh, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, Brock Purdy, uh, Deshaun Watson, Daniel Jones, Mac Jones, Jameis Winston, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, the B tier to me, is like your average NFL starter. Yep. And I don't care what anybody says. You can win a fucking Super Bowl with a B-tier starter. Okay. They're fine. Ask Jimmy G. He's been to a couple of them. Brock Purdy is probably going to go to another one. Like, Possibly. And this, this, again, this is where people fucking lose me with all of the wanting to move on from the quarterback that they have. They don't understand, for one, how fucking hard it is to find a guy that'll just be in B tier. Like, just to be that average NFL starter. Like, a good example is the first, like, three or four years of Baker Mayfield. He was drafted number one overall. Mm -hmm. Right now, he would probably be a kind of a the back half of the B tier kind of quarterback. Yeah. But that's fine. If you find a solid starting quarterback in the top of the first round, that is a win. Yeah. Because if you don't find a guy that's at least like the B tier, you get Zach Wilson Mm -hmm. and you're in this quarterback carousel and you're trying to get a guy year after year after year. Well, I guess more like, you know, you wait three or four years and you try to find the next one and then you go, you go from Sam Darnold, to Zach Wilson. Exactly. To whoever they're going to get now. Mike White for a while. I don't know. Or you overpay for a guy like Derek Carr. Yeah. Or trade a couple first-round picks for a 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers. Or you slightly overpay at the time for, for a Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. But that's, that's what thing. you got to do to change your change your outlook on the future if that's what you're drafting. But yeah, so. I... I did realize another guy that we may have missed that we probably should put in the B tier. I would probably put him just ahead of Mac Jones, and that's Kenny Pickett. Oh, yeah, he's not. Because we have on our list, uh, we did just grab a thing from the interwebs and just did it real quick. But but we have Mitchell Trubisky, who is not their actual starter anymore. It is now Kenny Pickett. Yeah, Kenny Pickett would, would be... Probably slotted in between Daniel Jones and Mac Jones, I think. Yep. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I also have just a real quick thing. Um, the B tier is guys that you could move on from eventually. Like, you're you're looking if these are your quarterbacks. Not seriously necessarily, but you're looking. Except if you have a guy like Justin Fields. You're not looking. And, you're, and I would say Kyler, too. Yeah. You're waiting for him to pan out. Kyler, Kyler. Kyler is young. I feel like if this year doesn't work out with a new offense, 
maybe you're looking. Russell Wilson, he's here because of his resume. Yeah. If he plays again next year like he did this year, obviously this is not where he's going to be slotted. He'll probably go down to bad. <laughs> yeah. We are looking at this as a, okay, well, we're not going to overreact, so right. put him where he should be. Right. Jared Goff. Jared played Goff played so much really better well. than you would expect. He's a first overall pick. There was a reason for it. And he showed it. Derek Carr, solid quarterback. Tannehill. Pretty solid. He's kind of slowing down, but he's still okay. And then you got the rest of them that I think once you get past that, you're you're actively looking. You're going, are there better options out there? Except maybe Deshaun Watson, but if I'm the GM that has Deshaun Watson, I'm actively looking for a different job. That's just me. Yeah, I don't want my name tied to him. Yeah, so all of these quarterbacks are serviceable. And then you get to the C tier where they're a placeholder. These guys are there until you find your guy. But can absolutely win games. I don't want to like... Yeah, absolutely. Like, look at look at our first guy in this tier, yeah. Sam Darnold. Not a great quarterback. They almost won the goddamn division. That's right. Like, the, you can win with these guys if you put the right team around them. Yeah. Because why? They are an NFL quarterback. That is what happens when you make it to the NFL. You are serviceable enough to win football games. Otherwise, you don't make it here. Right. And that and that's where, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, all of them have skewed everybody's vision of what a serviceable NFL quarterback is. And what do you like to say? Who who's your go to guy when somebody says, Well, he's not gonna win the Super Bowl? Who won the Super Bowl? Who's who's the guy you always bring up? Me? It's Trent Dilfer. Oh, yeah. Trent Dilfer Trent won a Dilfer Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer won a fucking Super Bowl. Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl. There you go. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. So you can win a Super Bowl with almost anyone. Jimmy Garoppolo should have won a Super Bowl. Absolutely. He missed one throw and didn't win a Super Bowl. Colin Kaepernick almost won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I like, mean, you don't have to have the, the guy. You don't have to have the elite of elite players to win a Super Bowl. And I, I feel like this... We we did this exercise to kind of show that it doesn't like it kind of doesn't matter who you have as long as he's in probably the top half mm-hmm. and everybody else is still good. Yeah, but there's there could be better and you should probably be looking. But if you have a guy like again, like I saw today that they're thinking about trying to move on from Dak in Dallas. How the fuck are you going to do that? Who Who are you going to go to? Who's going to be better than Dak right now? Derek Carr? No. No. A rookie? No. No. Not likely. I mean, you might have a rookie that does better, but you don't have the first overall pick. So what what are you doing? Again, it's a, and I know I'm going to go back to Kirk Cousins and I, I get it. Like we are Vikings fans. So we hear more about it. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll be more relevant, but we have been put into this situation with Kirk where we are stuck. Yep. We have given him the extension after extension to kick the can down the road for all the money that we're giving him. And that's fine. We've reached the end of the road. But now we've reached the end of the road. And we, like, I don't think it's, I, I think it would be irresponsible to just, you know, kick him out and try to leverage what is it like three three first rounders probably a couple players to try to go up into the top five and get a quarterback and then hope that quarterback pans out that's that's the whole thing about what bothers me so much like everybody just wants kirk to be gone because they say he sucks he doesn't fucking suck no he makes really stupid plays he makes really stupid plays in a lot of high leverage situation which blows and it's very frustrating. And I absolutely get it. In my opinion, your option for as the Vikings, if you're wanting a quarterback this year in the draft, if that quarterback that you want goes in the first 10 picks, you're screwed. Like, you cannot go up and get that. You're leveraging right. too much. 
say you have your eyes on Anthony Richardson. That's the guy that you want. Okay. That's the, that's kind of like the mid round, maybe pick that everybody's talking about right now. If you truly believe in him and that's your guy and he falls to pick 11, like he's still there on the board. You're at 22. You can leverage another first round pick. If you truly believe in him to go up and get him, anything in the top 10 is out. Yeah. You can can pull a Patriots getting Mac Jones where you trade up. You can pull a Bears getting Justin Fields. But you have to truly believe in that quarterback. You cannot just go, well, we're going to take a shot in the dark here and trade up for this guy. Right. Like, you you need a plan. And I think think if something like that happens where there was a guy in, like, you know, early teens, like from, from 10 to 15, if he's still there and he is, like, and you believe in him, I'm fine with trading up and getting him. Mm-hmm. And it's probably Anthony Richardson more than likely would be that guy. The way that the mock drafts are going, I don't know if anybody else would be there. I don't know if Anthony Richardson is going to be there at that point. Yeah. But that's kind of the guy talked about in that slot right now. But also, you keep Kirk throughout his contract because it, it doesn't save you money to get rid of him. No, it ends next year. So you keep Kirk for his last year. You have... The guy sit behind Kirk because Anthony Richardson specifically is a very raw talent. Yeah. He's very, very talented, but he's still very, very raw. Yeah. So, like, you I, have Kirk show him how to run in a system. Right. Because Kirk knows is how to really work. fucking good at it. He knows how to work really outside good. of a system. So, yeah. Um, fuck, I don't know if we finished the, the C tier. We have not. So we just did Sam Darnold. So, Darnold, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Trubisky. Uh, Marcus Mariota and Davis Mills. Uh, we didn't have Trey Lance. Where would you put him? Probably low end of B. I would put him middle of B ish, just because of talent. And I don't know yet. Yeah. Okay. Quick thought. Would you, if the 49ers were dealing Trey Lance? No. No. I haven't seen enough. Well, what what would you be willing to give up for him right now? Like a third? Maybe. Third? Maybe a second? Um, oh, we don't have a second. I, I think... So, we have guys under contract that they might want. If you're looking to move on from a Zedarius Smith, even though I think don't think you should, maybe you do something like that. Um, if you're looking to get rid of Irv Smith and they want a, a guy behind Kittle, maybe you do something like that. Package that with a third or a fourth. That's about all I'd be looking to give up. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I think that's it for our tier list. Yeah. Um, I just, just looking at it visually, <coughs> you can really see that once you kind of get into the middle, a lot of the guys are really, really close. Yeah. So basically from like, you know, eight or nine to about 15 to 18. All those guys are really fucking close. Like it's not far off. So don't be mad if you don't have Patrick Mahomes. Because it's fine. The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. It's fine. I, I will say this one more time. And if you've made it this far, you already know. But you do not get Patrick Mahomes. Why? Because the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. Are the Chiefs getting rid of Patrick Mahomes? No, the Chiefs are not getting rid of Patrick Mahomes. So guess what? You do not have Patrick Mahomes. This college quarterback, he looks like Patrick Mahomes. He is not Patrick Mahomes. Do not draft him thinking he is Patrick Mahomes. Thank you. Well said. The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. Thank you. So yeah, I think that wraps up today. If you have any uh, comments or have anything that you would change about our list, Please go to our Facebook page and in the comments, just let us know. Talk to us. We would be very interested in bringing up some of the comments on the show maybe next week and kind of talk about it in the beginning. And because we are not set, like this is the way that we feel about it right now, but we are open for conversation. We are not the closed minded people that our lists are the only thing that matters. We look and we listen and we'd love to have deliberations about it. So please, in the comments, let us know what we did wrong in your opinion. 
and let's have some constructive conversations. Like, let's actually talk about this. I think it'd be a great time. So you can find us on the social media. Uh, we have a Facebook. It's uh, Watering Hole Football. We have a Twitter. It's at Football Hole. And we have a Gmail. It's WateringHoleFootball at gmail.com. Yeah. So come talk to us. Let us know. Um, if you have any other ideas for future shows, please let us know because we are going to be getting into the off season here pretty soon. And we'd like to do some shows, but sometimes it's just hard to find stuff to talk about. So yeah, it's definitely going to slow down in the off season. Yep. So just let us know if you have anything you want to hear us talk about. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye.